Welcome to the School for Mystics podcast with Misha Saido and Marina Ganan. In this podcast, Marina and I will share with you unique and contrarian perspective of how our lives really work. Hello, Marina. Hi, Misha. Good afternoon. How are you? How are you today? I feel amazing and a bit tired, to be honest. But at the same time, still absolutely amazing. Why are you tired? Um, These three days, I've been working unusually a lot (laughs) for me. A lot for you. I'm not even going to ask how much that is because, you know... (laughs) I hate provoking envy and uh, disruption in the world that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. At the same time, I realized it's not the problem that I work a lot. It's the problem that it is not how I think things should be. So every time, you know, when we fight with reality we lose only in 100% of the time, right? Only. Yes, only in 100% of the time. But I feel at the same time amazing because I am aligned. What does aligned mean? This amazing feeling of groundness and calm and quiet and stillness inside. I like that. I like that very much. I, I, I love it so much. And it is this idea of going within versus going without. Going within versus going without, without or going out? Yeah. Without. Okay, you're With- going to you're, you're gonna have to break that down for me. Yeah. When you go on, like, as every day you operate... You technically have two choices. You either operate with this amazing state of groundness and centeredness and alignment, or you operate with this void within, with this background of anxiety, of noise, of something that is stirring and you're not sure exactly what is that. And sometimes you can feel like you are bored or you have to be in uh, perpetual motion. Or sometimes you feel that you need somehow to fill this void with all the entertainment or with being busy or something like that, right? So this is what I call going without. Because you're still going but you're going with nothing. You're going with void inside. I like that. Yeah. I like that very much. I've been reading a lot about void and, and the value of emptiness lately. And, oh, my God, it's so fascinating. You know, like realizing that we can actually create a void inside us and around us so that it might be filled up by wisdom and life. It's just amazing. Absolutely. But what what actually we are doing... So everyone has a void. 
everyone has this empty space inside. And you have an option to fill it with garbage. Okay, and this is what we generally do in our lives. We fill it with containment. We well, when, it like- when we fill it up, when we don't, we, when we do not allow life to fill it up. Exactly, but going within, it means that you have an option to fill it with what I call a rhythm of life. So I have this personal fantasy, and it goes like that. Hundreds, maybe thousands of years ago, humankind was able to hear the rhythm of life. We were able to hear how trees were growing and how world was rotating around its axis. And we could hear the light from the sun coming on us. And we could hear all this incredible music which is the rhythm of life. And as we were kind of evolving, our void got filled with different shit, like with things to acquire, with things to have, with things to protect yourself from, from dangers and from all of that. And you were filling up yourself with anxiety and futile ideas and all of that. And this is how ego kind of was created. And ego is is this garbage that we are using to fill the void inside and kind of is trying to have some agency of what we are actually doing in life. So all the made up, basically. Yeah, all the made up stuff. And our goal today is to wake up to the rhythm of life and start dancing. Okay. Sounds really sweet. Yeah. So that's what I longed for so long in my life and what I feel on majority of days, but not always. And when I feel off, I finally figured out how to bring the rhythm of life back and that was incredibly important for me to to get this biofeedback like when it's with me and when i'm going without and you're gonna you're gonna share with us of course how so the the correlation is simple you see when there is a noise and there is a song somewhere and you think like they come come not, not the kombucha Cambia, you told me about this. Yes, La, la Cambia. I have so no this idea amazing Latin music. Ah, La Cumbia. La Cumbia. La okay. Cumbia, yes. So, imagine you are somewhere in the middle of the plaza and everyone is going around it and it's so noisy and you're a bit tired. And you think about, okay, what's next I should do? What what kind of plan I have today? And you're thinking about that, like I need to pick up my children, I need to buy some groceries. And suddenly from somewhere, you hear that tone of La Cumbia, okay? Yeah. And then, you know, like the car stops in front of you and you, you see how tires are screeching and you lose the tone and like, oh, fuck. 
you just like you stupid dude like i want to listen to like cumbia like i don't want to listen to your kind of stuff so what you do in that moment is you try to tune in back to this amazing music but if you don't hear it really well you try to approach it closer you come towards it so the the sound is more vivid and you can hear it better so you try to find the origin of it the source the source of music and once you have found the source and the tone is not interrupted anymore by the other noises you start dancing right and this is how you get tuned in with rhythm of life so what i found is if you want to tune in you actually go and find the source of rhythm of life and where is the source it's where where it is quiet and where you have the nature all around and where you can touch the ground where you can hug the tree to listen closer to the rhythm of life and this is how you get centered and how you get back i like your fantasy yes <laughs> Uh, but this is not like this what perfectly works for me and then after that like that was kind of the crutch I was using before and then I realized that I can actually tune in into music whenever I am I don't have to go to the nature anymore even though it's still a good idea so where 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 do you find it now yes this idea going within or without inside always inside the stillness and calmness you can always tune in inside because you are a perfect camera tone this is how you call it camera tone i don't know what that is you know when you play gu guitar and the oh, sound that... is off like you use these the tuner the tuner yes i think you call you call it camera tone tuner okay, okay. <laughs> <Tuner>. <laughs> Because it gives you the pure tone based on which you will tune your strings of the guitar. Right. I understand. I understand. I like the idea of the body being a tuner. There's also, there's like a... There's a collaboration between the physicality of it and the emotionality of it. No? Yeah. Yeah. But I really like that. I really like that idea. Like, tune into yourself. And you know what else happens with tuners? If you put two tuners together and you start vibration in one of it, the second will start vibrating in the same way. Yeah, yeah. I've been reading a, a book about synchronicity lately, and mm. they talk about that, and they talk about how <clears throat> if you put if you put two, you know, pendulum clocks in a room, they will synchronize. It's yes. fascinating. Just a yeah, fascinating that's, thing. That's like the synchronicity and synchronization is, is just absolutely amazing. You know that um, my mom, she uh, she's a coach uh, of synchronized swimming team. Yeah, you told me that one day. Yeah. yeah. So 
the synchronicity has always been very big topic of discussion in, in our family. <laughs> How cool is that, right? Yes, like that's really interesting. And, you know, my mom was able to see so much beyond the sport. She Like the, 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 the basic premise of synchronized swimming is that as the music kind of sounds, as, as you can hear the beat, you need to move or dance on the water according to the music. That's basically the idea of synchronization, right? Of sw- synchronized swimming, or now they call it artistic swimming. Okay. So, and then she says, as you synchronize to the beat of music, you also need to synchronize with everyone within your team who is dancing and also to the waves of water. Oh, wow. Right? And then she says, but it's way more than that. What they are trying to do or what she thinks they're trying to do, they're trying to center the whole world around one bit. Oh, sweet. It's sweet. Like, And she, she says, what could have been if everyone was dancing in one beat? Like, like if everyone was on the same high frequency wave. Imagine. Oh, that wow. Could have been cool, right? That's exciting to think about it. So I have a question now. We started with this idea of moment of sovereign clarity. And I, I believe that um, you, 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 you can get the moment once you are tuned in, once you're centered, once you're grounded, right? But at the same time, the way... And we discussed that like a little bit before we started recording. But what you said is there is a quite a, a different feeling to that. So once, yes, you can operate every day grounded and being in stillness. And then as you, like, as you go about your day, sometimes you might have this sobering moment of clarity. And, and you, you, you describe that like it is very different type of feeling or different, very different type of insight while still being grounded. So can you share like what is that and how we can have it kind of come, come up more? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, honestly, Misha, I don't, I don't know that those moments of Flashing clarity, you know, like absolute clarity are necessary to have all the time. But they are necessary every once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. Now, here's what's interesting. Like you're, you're talking about being tuned, being aligned, being centered. Mm-hmm. And I think, when, I think what happens in those great moments of sudden clarity is that you gain a new piece of information from that state. But somehow that new piece of information integrates itself into the space instead of throwing you out of it. Mm -hmm. And because you are so, let's call it grounded, right? Because you are so grounded, it is integrated in a completely impersonal way. So that all the mental noise of, you know, preference and judgment and ego thinking is just annulled 
like it disappears. Mm -hmm. And the feeling of clarity makes then what comes next, you know, the next step, completely impersonal. Like it's not about me and it's not about the other person and it's not even about the situation. It's just, it's just what needs to be done. It's just what, what clearly wants to happen. Mm -hmm. But because it is so impersonal, because there is like, it's like this, this natural movement that is being brought forward takes takes a whole space, takes up the whole space. Like it, it owns the space so that no personal thinking can come in. There is nothing left for the noise. Mm -hmm. And so there is, there is not only absolute clarity, but absolute willingness to collaborate with that clarity. From where you take this courage to act on the inside, to act on this moment of clarity. But uh, okay, so we would have to go and define courage, right? Yeah. And in order to define courage, we would have to define fear. Yes. Which is only the byproduct of personal thinking and preference and doubt and, you know, projecting possible futures and scenarios. So the, the, you call it courage, but it doesn't really feel like courage. It just looks mm -hmm. so evident. Mm. You know, like it's like, suppose you're walking down the streets and you see the bus coming by and you see a child running across the road. You don't need courage. Mm -hmm. You just need to do what you need to do. Like it's so obvious. It's so evident by itself. You know, and that's one of the, that's one of the particularities of truth. Truth is self-evident. It does not need to be fought for. It does not need to be defended. Or argued, yes. It is self-evident. So you're not going to stop and question yourself, oh, do I have the courage to run in front of the boss and take the, the child? There is no space for that personal thinking in that moment. And so when, whenever anyone has this moments of absolute clarity in which a certain action becomes, you know, mm -hmm. necessary by itself. It, it compels you to do it, but it has nothing to do with courage. You know, and I am now reminded of a quote by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry in The Little Prince that says, when the mystery is large enough, we dare not disobey it. Yeah, so something like that. Makes sense? So you're saying, let me understand it better. You're saying that in the moment of clarity, there is no fear because clarity is opposite to fear and anxiety, to everything that is created by thinking. To be clear, it means that to have the thought that actually calms you down versus creates other negative feelings and to act on that inside doesn't require courage because there is nothing to be afraid of there is nothing to fight with so it's just a natural organic way of what should be done next 
like I was I was having a conversation earlier today with a very very dear friend of mine and we were talking about surrendering mm-hmm. surrendering to reality you know like we we even discussed this earlier today you and I together Misha yes. you know like you want it is in your best interest to be on the side of the of reality whenever there is a battle between you and reality so somehow surrendering to reality mm-hmm. not wanting to change a single thing in it surrendering to reality brings the clarity yes right so suppose that i am i don't know um having a really bad relationship with my dad i can keep fighting for him to change or i can surrender to the reality of who my father is and then get to know the father that i have versus get to change the father that i have into the father that i want yes right but when you surrender to reality a different kind of wisdom gets awakened that informs you differently So one of the things that is incredibly important to understand is that our mind works in the way that once we have a question we will always without like no exception we will always get the answer as long as we are not trying to look up the answer inside of our brains Right so when you ask a question your intellect will answer it so if you you know kindly thank your intellect and say thank you what else you know like you ask the question again your intellect will exhaust the possibilities and then after those possibilities are exhausted and you ask the question again it's like you create a realm of silence and then you start getting information from a deeper place in the intellect that can then be way way more useful information but without clarity like i'm going to tell you a story i uh i once heard a teacher and colleague of mine say that everybody thinks results are you know the, the byproduct of effort when in reality results are the product of clarity and it didn't make any sense to me at the time you know but i kind of said okay i will stay with the question and and we'll see what happens and then a few weeks later i had i was working sitting on my desk and i could hear a flutter and some noise outside i was like what is that so i went outside and i found a hummingbird had flown into my house right there are huge windows and the the upper part of the windows don't open and the lower part of the windows open so he was desperately trying to fly out the window you know on the upper part and i just stared at it for a while you know i was just staring at the the hummingbird and i i guess you know i created a void and then i started having all these thoughts you know like oh poor thing you know it, like it really thinks that that is the way and he would bit his wings you know endlessly until he would become exhausted and then he would you know slide down the window until <laughs> he got to the to the bottom of it and he would just rest 
and then until he recovered his strength, and then he would get up again and try and try and try. And this happened a few times. So I started imagining the inner dialogue of the hummingbird. You know, something like, if only I had trained harder and my wings were stronger and I had listened to my father and I had gone to the gym instead of being out with my friends. and Or, you know, like a very <laughs> empowered hummingbird, you know, just making uh, affirmations, you know, like, I you can't. Can do it. <laughs> Just try harder. But yes, the window is going to disappear. You know? <laughs> If I envision that the window will disappear, it will disappear. Just try harder. Go, yes. go do it. You can do it. <laughs> I imagine all these different hummingbirds, you know, just creating their own reality. And just, and then I saw it. Like I saw, oh, this is what effort looks like without clarity. So he did this quite a few times until he was exhausted enough to let me take it in my hand, bring it, you know, 10 centimeters down and find the open window. And at the same time, as I was holding it in my hand, I was imagining his inner dialogue, you know, saying, oh, the catastrophe, I have failed. You know? <laughs> This is will imprison me. I tried and tried and tried and I am being punished by life and the universe, you know? Like how we make up stuff just because we don't have clarity. You know? And so and as soon as you have clarity, the the the, the smallest effort will produce results. Yeah. But not the other way around. Never the other way around. I have Now, another question in mind. So let's say, you know, everyone is listening. They think, oh, okay, I figured out. I Thank you, Marina. Thank you, Misha. I have figured that out. Once I have the question, I will always have this question answered. And pretty much that's the most powerful weapon I now have in my life. So it's just, I just need to have a question and then just wait and I will get an answer and I will know what to do and I will have this clarity. Now, the question is where the question is coming from. Oh, right. Cool. Right. Yes. Good. Excellent question. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my experience. Like I suddenly hear a question that sounds pregnant with possibility. You know, like I just hear it in a deeper way or from a deeper place. And then I say, oh, this is, this is good. Like this is, this is the sign for me, you know, like it sounds different. And so I just live, I invite the question into my life and I start living with it for a few days or a few weeks. So hold on, hold on. You, 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 you told, you, you said two things and I need you to clarify them. So number one. Suddenly, I hear the question. So that's first part. Basically, where you hear that, where yeah, you okay. so And second is pregnancy. Like, that's important as well. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. So sometimes I will hear the question from someone else or from a conference or in a book or whatever. But sometimes the question will just arise, arise in you. You know, like it just presents itself. So I'll give you one example of each. A couple of days ago, like four or five days ago, someone asked me, why are you so free? 
And that sounded pregnant with possibility. I was like, huh. So I asked this person, what, what do you mean by free? What do you see? And so they gave me an explanation, you know, of what they saw. And then I said, well, I don't know, but I will live with the question for a couple of weeks and I'll come back to you, you know. And so I am now living with the question of, why am I so free? Am I free? And if I am, why, why does it show? And if I'm not, why does it show? You know, like there, there's never just one question. Okay. And you, you, you mentioned for the second time, pregnant with possibilities. Yes. Okay. Do you know, it's, what if it's not pregnant? I'm getting there. Hold okay. on. Okay. I'm going to give you the other example, you know, like the question just arises. I was uh, studying with a teacher <laughs> and I was very confused. Like there was no clarity whatsoever in those days. And so he told me, go out, go for a walk. Just let your mind wander mm -hmm. and then come back. So I went out and I walked for a couple of hours. And in my walk, I, I found a river. So, you know, I was sitting there looking at the river and there were some leaves, you know, floating and some branches being taken down by the current. And I was just observing the river. And then suddenly this question arose in my mind that said, what in the river makes decisions? Hmm. Yeah, because part of my confusion was that I thought I had to make a decision. So I was looking at the river and then this question, what in the river makes decisions? And I, it was so amazing, you know, just to see that. And I lived with that question for a couple of weeks after, after it wore down, that pregnancy wore down. So what do I mean by pregnancy? It feels, it's a feeling, right? But it feels like excitement. It feels like a tingling. It feels like curiosity. It feels like, huh. You know, it's not a eureka. It's more like a, huh, that's interesting. You know, it spikes your interest. It spikes your curiosity. It's like you hear it differently. It's fresh. Yeah, it's fresh. There are questions that are like windows that you observe, you know, and they just show you something very clearly. And then there are questions that are like doors that you ask them and they have this spaciousness inside, an invitation to walk into them and explore them. That's what I mean by pregnancy. So good. Okay, so let's leave it at that and let's give our audience time to become pregnant with that. Yeah, time to settle down, align, tune into themselves and see what happens. Yeah. Thank you so much, Marina. Thank you, Misha. Thank you for listening to the School for Mystics podcast.